Hello. Before we jump into the show, we need to shout out our awesome new sponsor, Marquee TV. Man, I was so excited when we got the news about the sponsor. You all might remember from a few weeks ago that I talked about my new Shakespeare project where I'm learning everything I can about Macbeth. It felt like we said the name Shakespeare out loud and the marquee people appeared and said, (laughs) we gotcha. It really did. Yeah. In case you're not familiar, Marquee TV is a streaming service. They have theater, ballet, opera, documentaries. There's a bunch of behind the scenes content of productions. Basically, it's a fun way to nerd out about the arts. Yeah, it's a streaming service that will take you to the best theaters in the world from the comfort of your own sofa. I've already added so many things to our watch list. Did you know there's a ballet based on the works of Beatrix Potter? I did. They've got a little preview video of somebody dancing around in a rabbit costume. Peter Rabbit doing ballet. (laughs) I also added a few hip-hop dance shows just to balance out the dancing bunnies. Yeah, (laughs) hip-hopra. That's what they call it. They do. It's so fun. Mozart's Requiem from the London Philharmonic Orchestra and a bunch of Shakespeare plays, including Richard II starring my pretend best friend, David Tennant. And Judy Dench talking about her long relationship with Shakespeare in a master class. Yeah, I love Judy Dench. Sure. But David Tennant. Yeah, that's quite a battle there. Okay. There's a special deal for our listeners. Marquee TV is offering three months of their service for 99 cents. You get three months of all of this good stuff for 99 cents yeah. with the code SSOP. That cost seems absurdly low to me. Like first, I expected it to be much higher given the quality of the content, but also 99 cents. You, you can't park next to a theater for 99 cents. Accurate. Also, if you watch Marquee TV, you get to see these shows maybe wearing your pajamas and hanging out with your cat yeah. or your dog. Yeah. It's a good way to sort of indulge your own curiosity. You can see all the performances of Hamlet or maybe the first 15 minutes of all of the performances of Hamlet, and you don't have to rope your friends and family into all of that. Or you could watch Richard II over and over and over and over. <laughs> What's the best angle for David Tennant in Richard II? Trick question. All of them. <laughs> anyway, You definitely need to explore the website because there is a ton of really fun, fascinating, engaging stuff on there. I went in specifically looking for Shakespeare and I found a ton of other things I wanted to watch. Yeah. You can keep up with what they're doing on social media at Marquee Arts TV. You can visit their website at marquee.tv. That's marquee.tv to get three months of their service for just 99 cents with the promo code SSOP. Bring the arts home with Marquee TV. And now the show. Hi, I'm Sam Payne, host of the Appleseed Podcast. This season, imagine this, a crackling fire, a mug of cocoa, and family gathered around a great story. All you need is the fire and the cocoa. We'll take care of the stories. Join us in every episode of the Appleseed Podcast for folk tales, fairy tales, family stories, tall tales, and more, shared by some of the country's most beloved storytellers, and just right for gathering around. Make it a Christmas season to remember with the Appleseed Podcast. Find the Appleseed wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up, a collection of cartoons about the literary world. An autobiography like none you've ever read. Plus our distraction of the week. I'm Mel. I'm Dave. This is the Library of Lost Time. Tom Gold is a Scottish cartoonist and illustrator. 
His short comics are published regularly in The Guardian, The New Yorker, and New Scientist. Tom Gold is one of my very favorite cartoonists working today. I love his stuff. I do too. His comics are really cute and really insightful. And in addition to the short comics that he publishes in periodicals, he's written a bunch of really well-received books. Yeah. Recently, he published a children's book called The Little Wooden Robot and the Log Princess. That one is a fairy tale adventure story and it is painfully adorable. He also recently published Department of Mind-Blowing Theories, which collects the science cartoons he drew for New Scientist magazine. I've read his work for children, but his adult stuff is just fantastic. He tends to talk a lot about science topics like you talked about, but he also talks about books and what it's like to be a writer. He kind of covers the literary scene with his cartoons. His new book is called Revenge of the Librarians. It's 180 pages of the literary cartoons he's drawn for The Guardian. In these comics, he lovingly makes fun of literary tropes. In an interview, he said, Sometimes the book pages in The Guardian can be a little bit highbrow. I like to treat literary fiction as a genre that can be made fun of. Yes, he does. One of the cartoons that made me laugh is his take on my all-time favorite novel, Jane Eyre. In four pink and orange colored panels, Jane confronts Rochester about his secrets. And somehow Tom Gold, with just five speech balloons, skewers a relationship that takes 500 pages to explain <laughs> in the original. Yeah, Tom Gold is very much the guy sitting at the back of the English class making fun of everybody and everything. But in a loving way, right? Yeah, like he, for sure. It's clear that he loves books and readers and literature and writers because you can't make fun of something so well without also knowing it and understanding it really well. Yeah, he's absolutely done the work to get into AP English, but <laughs> still. In another one-panel gag, there's this fantastical landscape and a hobbit and a human are walking through it. And the human says, this quest was a lot more fun before you got that book on story structure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's really nerd humor, and it's great. Aside from being smart, his comics are very cute. Yeah, they really are. The characters are sort of glorified stick figures made from simple geometric shapes. And they don't have a lot of detail, but they have the right details, so they're very expressive. I'm recommending this book for its bookish humor, but I also want to mention that the object itself is beautiful. It's hardbound with a bright red cover and gold embossing. It would make an excellent holiday gift for the readers in your life. Or you. Gift it to yourself. That's Revenge of the Librarians by Tom Gold. My book is The Milky Way, an autobiography of our galaxy by Moya McTeer. This is a very readable general interest science book about the Milky Way, the only galaxy any of us have ever been to. This book is written from the perspective of the Milky Way as an autobiography. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And she's a little haughty, the, the Milky Way. <laughs> that's adorable. Yeah, a little, little imperious with some narcissism thrown in. <laughs> she has no problems dressing down humans in our tiny little rock. It somehow seems appropriate because she's the Milky Way. Also, she's got a candy bar named after her. What's better than that? <laughs> The book seems perfect for people who are curious about our galaxy but don't want to wade into anything overly technical. This might be an adult who skipped physics. This might be a 13-year-old who's just getting started. 
The author dedicates the book, quote, to everyone who's ever been made to feel that they're not sciency enough, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. At the same time, she covers a lot of ground from the Big Bang to the fluidity of consciousness to the death of galaxies. And the author herself is fascinating. Moya McTeer grew up in the middle of the woods in the southwest corner of Pennsylvania. She didn't have a TV or heating or running water, but she went on to double major in astrophysics and folklore at Harvard. Hmm, good for her. Yeah, that's a good jump. Mm-hmm. And then she got her PhD from Columbia. She describes her work as, quote, using science to make stories feel rich and stories to make science accessible. This is The Milky Way, an autobiography of our galaxy by Moya McTeer. And now our distraction of the week. I wanted to tell you about something that's not on our usual beat of books and travel, but I think it might be useful to you. It's a, it's a site. It's a site that solves the problem of, I wonder if this movie will be too much for me right now. It's a site called DoesTheDogDie.com. That is a brutal name. It is, yeah. It uh, bills itself as crowdsourced emotional spoilers for movies, TV, books, and more. Here's how it works. You go there, you enter the name of a movie or maybe a TV series, and the site comes back with the answer to over 100 questions about the movie's content. And those questions include, does a dog die? Is someone tortured? Are there clowns? Is there hate speech? Is there sexual content? And so on. And as much as possible, those questions are answered without spoiling the movie. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. So, for instance, right now, Mel and I are watching Bad Sisters. It's a series on Apple TV. And if you're into a great Irish revenge story, I recommend it. But is it for you? You go to Does the Dog die.com and it'll tell you that for instance a cat dies on screen and a dog dies off screen that's not something i would tell you about when i'm recommending it because it it wouldn't occur to me but now you know and you can decide whether you want to watch that the site also gives instructions for skipping over the cat death if you want to do that but it's also important what it doesn't say there's not a lot of other potentially problematic content in that series it's not overly gory or challenging The site seems like it might be helpful if you're sensitive to a particular subject, but also if you're trying to figure out if you're up to watching the latest thing that everybody else is going on about. It also seems super handy for watching a movie with your family or your children. Mm, Good one. So this is here for you if you're trying to avoid graphic sex scenes while watching something with mom and dad or the kids. Mm -hmm. My biggest question right now is life is so challenging. I'm trying not to watch things that have a lot of feelings in them. (laughs) <laughs> I wonder if this site will tell me that. It's safe for you to not have feelings, Mel. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it does. <laughs> DoesTheDogDie.com also has an app, so you can quickly check out a movie on the sly if you need to. This sounds like it would be really useful for books. It does. And they say they cover books, but I'm very skeptical. The book coverage seems pretty thin to me. For instance, it had multiple movie versions of Stephen King's Carrie, but not the book. Mm -hmm. But take a look if you're looking for a fast way to suss out a movie or a TV show. This is DoesTheDogDie.com. Visit StrongSenseOfPlace.com slash library for more details about the books we discussed and DoesTheDogDie.com. 
Thanks for joining us in the Library of Lost Time. Remember to visit your local library and your independent bookstore to lose some time yourself. Stay curious. We'll talk to you soon.